and welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Sports More Podcast with me, your host, Eddie Morelos, here in Doña, New Mexico, Easter weekend. Uh, it's a windy weekend, of course, here in the borderland area. Hopefully the winds won't be uh, too too crazy for us during the holiday time. Uh, but Sports More Podcast, you can find it on Anchor FM, uh, also on Spotify, and just by Googling it, you can find us as well. Sports More Podcast with your host, Eddie Morelos. I put all the links on our Facebook page. If you just search for Sports More Podcast with your host, Eddie Morelos. Also, I put all the links up on Twitter as well. Uh, just let's go ahead and search for the uh, handle Sports More POD. I am continuing on with a series that I started. I put one episode out so far, uh, one out of 10. I'm trying to get all these uh, former student athletes from New Mexico State to find out where are they now. And uh, again, uh, former student athletes uh, who played over at New Mexico State in in any and all sports there at New Mexico State, a uh, wonderful athletics program that I was able to be a part of for uh, just over 10 years as a full-time employee. And uh, I'm still connected there as I get to do many things there for uh, the athletics department. But I do have a guest again, a former New Mexico State student athlete, uh, a former New Mexico State volleyball player. I got... Miss Kim Ogu, welcome to the show, Miss Kim. Hey, Eddie, thanks for having me. I really, really appreciate your time, and I'm really excited to find out, you know, what you've been, uh, what you've been up to. At least I already kind of have an idea, but I want you to tell the listeners here in a little while. But Kim, uh, remind the listeners about uh, the years you played at New Mexico State for uh, head coach Mike Jordan. Absolutely. So I started, my freshman year was back in 2004. So, oh my gosh, next year it'll be 20 years. And that just doesn't feel right within my soul. But uh, <laughs> I started <laughs> I started in 2004 and my last season uh, with the Aggies was in 2007. And I graduated that next spring in uh, 2008. That's correct. Yeah, I remember those times. And uh, how <laughs> amazing was it for me personally to watch you a three-time All-American for the Aggies. <laughs> and I know you're a very humble person, but you played middle blocker and you were also named uh, an AVCA All-Region team and also a first team All-WAC uh, pl uh, player as well as an All-WAC tournament player uh, during your sophomore, junior, and senior seasons. What was that yeah. like being one of the, the uh, leaders on the court all those years? You know, it, it was a, a wild ride because coming in my freshman year, I was probably, I was always been athletic my whole life, but coming onto the team that Mike Jordan created such a dynamic team, it was so like intimidating to be part of because I didn't play club volleyball coming up. I started playing like middle school and high school, but just on the season leagues. I didn't play like off season until my senior year of high school. So coming on as a freshman, it was like scary and I was not good. Like technically at volleyball, it was not good. But Mike Jordan and the team, um, the coaching staff, they worked with me so diligently. Like I was a kid that stayed late after practice and did reps and like went in and watched game film when we didn't really have to just so that I can like learn the game of volleyball. And it really did pay off in a major way um, where I came into sophomore year. And it's just like all of that kind of all that learning that I accumulated over the year previous, it kind of just all came to a head. And I've got to really attribute it a lot to Mike Jordan and his coaching staff for just their incredible patience <laughs> and their skill and talent at coaching. Like they did an amazing job. Yeah. That's so funny that you say, yeah. uh, uh, I, I got to credit Mike Jordan for his incredible patience. 
like no i'm telling you the patience that they had was a lot because i was not good because <laughs> those of us who have seen mike jordan uh either on the sidelines or uh you know i was lucky enough to be inside practice many times um we we see that patience be pushed uh, oh yeah to, to the to the to the edges of all edges and uh listen there were many volleyballs kicked to the very top of the pan am center there was a lot of head rubs and a lot of red face like it was a lot of that don't get me wrong but at the end of it patience yes you described it so well so well <laughs> Uh, I, you know, I think I've told the story before, but the first time I got to experience that side of Mike Jordan, um, I'm not, I think you might have been graduated already. I'm not too sure, but we were on the road with uh, over at Boise State and at a practice there. And he, you know, uh, something happened. Uh, one of the young ladies wasn't uh, either listening or paying attention. And I got to experience the, the red head and the rubbing of <laughs> yeah. the head. And uh, I, I, I snuck out. I literally snuck out. Did you really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I went and snuck out. I walked outside for a little while because I was like, oh, oh, I am not going to experience <laughs> that. So. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. Really quick one. I need to take a step back because you mentioned um, that that you you not till your senior year that you really took on, I guess, the sport of volleyball. You, you were athletic growing up. Where did you mm -hmm. grow up at and where did you go to high school at? Yeah, so I grew up in El Paso, Texas. I graduated from Hank High School. Um, down on the east side and at Hanks it, I was more so like a I was more so a track runner and I did volleyball on the off season um, and so like I ran track and I did play volleyball but you know I was athletic but not not great <laughs> yeah and I, and that's how I remember uh, coach Jordan and the staff describing super athletic and you were i i mean i can imagine you probably still are <laughs> you, <laughs> and, and it's so awesome because your athleticism led you to uh being ranked third in in career blocks and also third at the time in in single season blocks with 175 and then third in career hitting percentage as well and the the thing i remember as a as a someone watching the games is uh you're playing the middle how how quick you were uh off that quick set you know and getting a lot of kills during with those kind of plays do you remember any of that kind of stuff oh totally yeah i you know it's funny because you know i told you coming into to uh the, on the aggie team i wasn't the best player right so they tried me in different areas i was uh outside hitter for a hot second and that wasn't it and then they put me on the right side. Um, and that was okay, but when it came to setting, like, no. That was a whole different skill that I just, I'm clearly incapable of at the time. So they put me in middle blocker, where that's where I played in high school, so I was a little bit familiar. But the pace at the D1 level is so fast. Everything goes really, really quickly. Um, so then putting me in middle blocker, they're like, she's fast, she can jump high. Let's put her here and then teach her how to play that position correctly. And that's what they did. Like, I could do all the things, it's just like, it, it all connected in that like the athleticism that I had naturally and the coaching talent that they had to teach me how to play it that was the position that I needed to play I remember distinctly um Mike brought me to his office one day um and he was just watching I think it was like a, a player from Hawaii and she was in the back row and she was hitting a like a back row ball and it hit like the the 10 foot line like she hit it so with such heat that it, it felt like a front row spike. And he's like, you're gonna do that one day. And I'm like, no way. <laughs> and sure enough, <laughs> and sure enough, he taught me the skills to be able to do like such an incredible thing. And it, it was awesome. 
yeah. Was there was there a, a player during those times, in particular your early years of learning, that you kind of um, uh, went with, I guess, learned along with? Because uh, I mean, the the one player that I think of that that you guys worked really well together was Amber Simpson, and you guys were, you know, I think she was a year yeah. younger than you. She might have been a year younger than you, or, or, or two years younger, but. I remember you guys yeah, kind no, of meshed very yeah. well. Totally. And uh, funnily enough, Amber and I were the same year. We were actually roommates freshman year at the oh, dorm. Wow. So yeah, we we uh, we came up together for sure. And she kind of had the same thing as me. Like technically weren't the most skilled volleyball players on the court, but athletically we were. And, you know, we were learning alongside each other. And she too was one that would, you know, come in early, stay late and do all the kind of things that like you need to do if you need to catch up on skills. Um, Amber, was she's like, super silent and stoic personality wise yeah, she but is. when you get her <laughs> when you get her on the court she, she just like has an alter ego we don't know what happens but she turns into like something completely different and is just like such an amazing player on the court for sure so I just want the listeners to know and realize what something Kim said about both Amber and herself is that you guys would stay late or get there early to learn and, and practice these skills that needed to be learned and practiced to become uh, the All-Americans that you guys were. You guys were both All-Americans in the middle and uh, both Hall of Famers for New Mexico State. And that's such so cool. As I say that, I got the chills. That's so neat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got to tell you, you know, it was always awesome because you know that I entered in the stats and it was always awesome to just put in that that final when you guys would get the kill in the middle and I when, yeah. I, when I would see it, cause it was always pointing the time of the season where the team would just come together and, you know, just gel. And from that point on, yeah. you kind of knew what was going to happen and to see the plays that were coming to, in, into action. And you know that the kill was coming. It was just so cool for me to be like, Oh, there, here it comes. Boom. And you guys would just get it done. Such an honor to be a yeah. part of. Such an honor. Let me ask you another thing about uh, about this t these teams that you were a part of. What was it like yeah. to, I guess, travel with these uh, these other players, with your teammates and the coaching staff? What was it like to travel and, I guess, be the team that you guys were? Yeah, that's a great question. I think the magic of, of it all, of our team in general and of the program that Mike Jordan creates, is that we were family. We did everything together not just travel not just play sports like we lived together we hung out together when there was a party we were out together like we were constantly together and that created kind of like a, an unspoken language that we all had uh so when we got on the court or when we traveled or when we did anything like that it was just like hanging out with your friends right like we had a lot of fun there was ash and phil ashley hardy phil mcdaniel who was a, an assistant coach back then and we just played jokes we had these inside jokes and songs like it was just so much fun to be on the road with the team um and you know you go there you go go to idaho or hawaii or wherever like that you get in these minivans and go to a hotel you sleep and then they're like okay let's get up let's uh, go to the mall just to get us out of out of the place we go to the mall shop around and then off to practice um have a nice dinner and then it's game day so it was it was like the same routine every single time we knew exactly what to expect we knew everything about the team that we were facing because we watched film and, and all of those things and then it just really came together at the last minute like there's so much preparation on the back end off the court that make it so that when you get on the court there's no surprises and you're just ready and it's it's great 
it, and it really was uh, such a family kind of environment. Yes, totally. Uh, you know, again, very grateful to be a part of, uh, to have some history with this program. And I, I would imagine because of that family atmosphere, that family environment, that you've made lifelong friendships with some of your teammates, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, we still talk. I mean, most of us have kids now and families and live all over the place, but we have this connection. Like, we weren't able to have jobs or join a sorority or anything like that just because the time commitment of volleyball is so great so it's like this sorority that only so many people can be a part of that we just have this one shared experience that bonded us for life so yeah absolutely i still talk to brie green she's like my best friend from when we were 17 to now jordan um well at the time what's her last name bostic now she's yes jordan bostic thank you now mm -hmm. she's grantham but jordan bostic mm -hmm. you know there's just so many people that i'm still really great friends with to this day and uh, I'm sure you still uh, chat with old Crystal Torres as she's still here in Las Cruces. Oh, yeah. With her, with I, her cute I kiddos. Was her wedding. Oh, wow. Yes. That's I awesome. I was a bridesmaid in her wedding. Yeah, absolutely. I, I did not know that. And her, her kiddos yeah. are so freaking cute. And uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, it, it's so awesome to see so many of you guys, like I said, with the uh, families that are growing and uh, just knowing you guys from that back then to now and see the growth. And that's what I want the people to know is, you know, you guys were student athletes here and now you're growing as 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 uh, uh, grown up human beings and, and parents yeah. and all this other things. And now that totally. takes me to, to my question. So you graduated from New Mexico State. What happened yeah. after graduation and, and where, where, what direction were you going there? You know, it was funny. I graduated in 2008. And if you can remember how far back that was in history, that was right when like the market crashed and there were no jobs and there yep. was nothing that I could get into. Um, and so I went back to school and I got a master's degree in business. Uh, so I got an MBA with a concentration in HR, um, just to kind of focus in a little bit there. Um, and I moved up to Utah for a couple of years. So I went to um, graduate school at Southern Utah University in Cedar City, Utah, um, graduated from there. And then I immediately moved to Houston, Texas, where I am today. And I work in HR for a tech company um all these years later so yeah that's, that's what i'm doing these days wow so you do hr work for a tech company now but then you yeah. also do some some things on the side if i'm not mistaken oh <laughs> yes i also have a podcast called the hey friend podcast i just started it and it's so funny when you said that you had heard an episode it's funny because i'm still not used to people listening to it like and telling me about it right mm -hmm. so you know i, I started that um earlier this year and it was just one of those things where it's like i love a podcast i love listening to them i think they're a great way to like get information i was just like you know there's there's certain things i'd like to say so let me grab a mic and, and get on and, and i do that so that was that's really great well i will tell the people uh go check out her podcast um heyfriendspod.com go to heyfriendspod.com and you can listen in to a, a couple of her episodes. Again, I listened to, to one episode um, and I enjoyed it. It was called Love the Elusive Mistress. And oh, goodness. <laughs> yeah, that one. <laughs> yeah, is that all goodness? Uh, I, I, you know, I got to know why, why is that your response? Because again, I told you, as I said, for me personally, it was very relatable. I found a yeah. lot of it, you, you, the way you spoke, the way you presented the information, it was very easily for me to relate to a lot of it. And I, 
just the thoughts that came as you were speaking uh so you know <laughs> i just you know you know what, what what are your thoughts about what you're doing here um about the podcast in general yeah yeah about it all yeah yeah i mean i i i like i said i enjoy it quite a bit i think that you know there's definitely a perspective and a point of view that each one of us has and it and it makes the world a little bit smaller when you find other people that kind of share your same thoughts or your same interests and things of that nature so it's just it's really a, a bridge to connect right like i'm not going to jump on a mic and start telling stories that i have no experience with so it's like sharing your experience and being vulnerable and open and honest and you know touching people in that way where it creates a positive impact so yeah a lot of it is funny and a lot of it is said in jest but ultimately um I said what I said, right? <laughs> like, I'm yeah. not, <laughs> you know, real life stories and it's fun. I, I loved uh, that you were so real with it. You know, you, you, it yeah. seems like you don't really hold back, uh, you know. And, yeah. and uh, there's a there's a section on your, uh, the HateFriendsPod.com website um, that says submit your, your story time, submit your yeah. story time teeth. Uh, what is that about? Does that mean that we, I can go ahead and go on here and, give you a story of mine and you'll talk about that or, or what is that about exactly so I, I feel like if you were to try and identify what the hate friends podcast is it's like a series of short stories about stuff and i'm like i can sit here all day until i'm in the face and talk about myself but what i want to do again is to connect so send me your stories like what significant thing has happened or funny thing or crazy thing has happened that's like you will never believe this. Here's my story. I want to know about it. Like, and I'm sure others would too. Like, not everybody wants to have a mic and a podcast, but everybody has a story. So let's let's share them. Let's talk about it. So that's what that part's for. So, so I, I encourage uh, you listeners, um, especially, you know, if you have anything relatable that maybe you've gone through here at New Mexico State University, for example. Yes. You know, uh, <laughs> for sure. Uh, if you have a story that you want to share with, with Miss Kim here, you just go again, go to Hey Friends pod.com click on the submit your story time t there and and share your story and she'll probably talk about it um so that that's really cool and then i also see uh that you have a link here um where it says uh, shop my style tell us about (laughs) that you got so much going on here i'm so sorry but you got a lot (laughs) going on and i it's 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 exciting to me that's really neat Thanks. It is a lot going on. I, if you ask any of my teammates from back in the day, I love fashion. Like I am just a connoisseur of fashion. I feel like it's a, a billboard for yourself, right? You, you go outside and based on how you're feeling, whatever the case, you wear that thing. So I have just links there. Just like, listen, this is what I'm wearing. You know, if you're interested, here's a link. Try purchase whatever. It's one of just those things that again connectivity and bringing people together and stuff. I know not everybody's super into fashion like me, but you know that's cool that's just one of my many hobbies i guess you can call it but it's it's exciting for me to share that piece as well um because i get a lot of questions about you know where'd you get that outfit from or whatever the case is it just makes it easy to put it on the site you can click there there's where it's from and and that's that that's so awesome again all the neat stuff that you got going on i'm like blown away by it i'm uh, uh when i saw your website i was like holy i gotta step my game up i gotta make me a website for my podcast and you know all these other things you know i gotta step my game up though anyways uh great stuff about the the hey friends podcast again heyfriendspod.com go in listen to a story listen to her podcast 
and, and you know, join in on the fun with Miss Kim Ogu here, former New Mexico yeah. State Aggie, former All-American. Uh, I can go on and on with all those uh, things. Uh, let me. I want to take go back to your time here in Las Cruces, and I I always ask uh, a lot of people from here or that are here that come to Las Cruces, what was your favorite place or places to eat? Oh man, there's so many. Okay, Lorenzo. Well, it's gonna be tough for you because you're from El Paso too. So I mean, I know. That, yeah, and you, you know, I got. So the, this is gonna be a whole topic now. <laughs> Uh, you got to tell me about your, your favorite in El Paso, your favorite in Las Cruces, and I'm going to put you on the spot. I, I, I'm i sorry you might hate me for this, but the food compared from here to over in Houston. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> got to oh, do it. Oh, man. <laughs> um, okay. So, I mean, the food in Las Cruces, I, green chili, everything. Like, I just love enchiladas. I love tacos. Like, I love all of that stuff. So, I want to say somewhere like Mexican foodie, but there's just so many that I can't choose one. Like and, there wasn't a bad one that and, I that and I let me uh, say, let me just throw this out there because it seems like it's a New Mexico State student athlete thing uh, on the list. Yeah. Did you guys ever go to Andales uh, when you were here? Oh, Andales, yes, yes. With the three different, um, or not, was it three? Yeah. Like, would they bring had, out, yeah, the salsa? They had that, yes, and the build your oh own burrito gosh. and the wonderful green, yes. the green chili enchiladas that were the, are the best. Yes, Andales. But you also <laughs> have to remember, Eddie, you also have to remember I was a very poor college student, so I couldn't, like, <laughs> we were able to go to Andales when, they, when we had, like, a recruit in town, and yeah. um, the volleyball team paid for it, so we were able to go then. Um, and we, and Lorenzo's was another like top. So those would oh, probably yeah. be my top two. There you go, that. Lorenzo's yeah. always. Yes, I'm right there yes. with you. <laughs> and I gotta find out about your El Paso. You, I mean, because I love El, I love El Paso food. I'm a big, I'm big on El Paso. <laughs> so. Yes, I know El Paso's awesome. I mean, the, there's the the old classic like. Uh, Chico's that is amazing. Okay, you're a Chico's <laughs> I know. It's fan. not really. I'm a big Chico's. Fan. Well, it, it, it's it's like, it, that's how people are. You're either one side or the other, and you're exactly. Yeah, I'm there's with no you. in the middle. You yeah. either like it, love it, or you don't. There but you yeah, go. I'm a big Chico's fan for sure. And then like the food to Houston. Okay, you, it's not a one for one comparison. I will say that if you're looking for Mexican food in Houston, you're going to be totally disappointed. It's all Tex-Mex all the time. Like you're not going to find it. However, if you're looking for like a good gumbo or like uh, you know something that has seafood in it, yeah, then... <laughs> then the food here, yeah, exactly. So the cuisine match isn't a one for one. The, the food is good everywhere. I, I don't know that I've well, had I the opportunity. You, I think you've described it the best that I've ever asked anybody who's gave the, that comparison. Nobody's ever yeah. said the way you've said it. It's not a one for one. And you're right. You're 100% yeah. right. We were on a trip, okay? We were on a trip and uh, we were in San Antonio. And again, I think you were one or two years removed, maybe. Uh, but uh. we were in San Antonio and uh, Lindsay Yon said, I got this mm -hmm. place. We got, we're, there's this place that everybody's going to love. Yeah, yeah. Ranting and raving. We went to that place. And I'm sorry, Lindsay, if you listen to this, but. No boy, though it was text. It wasn't good. No, <laughs> no. everybody was disappointed except for Lindsay. Oh no! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but again, you were, it's like you said, it's not a one for one. It's text mix. It's different. It's very, very it's different. different. And, it's uh, totally different. And I, you know, when I first moved to Houston, I came ex 
expecting like you know a similar taste and it, now that I've been in Houston for like 11 years almost 12 years I'm used to it now but it took a minute to get used to the, Me- the quote-unquote Mexican food here it's a lot. <laughs> That's so awesome. I gotta ask you, you've become a parent over these years. So um, yeah. uh, what what has that been like? What's, you know, the challenges that go along with it, the growth that you've seen in yourself, the blessing of being a parent, because it is a blessing. And uh, oh talk gosh, about talk yeah. about that as, as a young as a young lady who's doing so much in her life. Yeah, I have an eight year old daughter. Um, and she's truly amazing she's like me times a hundred I told Meg I was like listen whenever she's ready for college you need to have like a full a full athletic scholarship lined up if you're still coaching because this girl is phenomenal like she's just an amazing kid and honestly like being a parent is uh, it's a party of contradictions it's beautiful and it's scary and it's the days are super long and the years are crazy short and it's just it's amazing to have this human that you're growing and trying to cultivate into a member of society that's not just an active member but one that contributes in a positive way and there's missteps along the way because there's no like you know there's no manual for this stuff all we know is how we were raised and sometimes you don't want to necessarily raise your kids in that way 100 percent of the time but you take the best learnings that you have growing up and then just different things that you've accumulated over the years and you just hope and pray that all of those things make a great human being at the end of the day and it's one of those things you know you listen i'm a prayer person so i put everything in prayer and i just hope that um it it comes out the best way that it's meant to and the rest of it i just kind of leave it up to god i'm not a perfect person but i i think that as a parent i I try and communicate with my kid, no matter how small they are. Like they just want want to know that they have your ear. Um, and the story may be boring. A lot of the times it is, I'm not gonna lie. Folks, the stories are sometimes boring that come from the children. However, um, it's important that you listen, you learn, because once they get older, those same stories, they'll, they'll get a little bit deeper and deeper. And but you have to build that um, trust skill early. Uh, so they feel comfortable coming to you from from them um, when they get older. So yeah, I mean, being a parent is beautiful and fun and great. Uh, sometimes hard, but wouldn't trade it for anything. Oh yeah, definitely. My my little one is uh, already twenty two years old. So um, wow, it, it go, <laughs> I tell all the the people that I know that are parents enjoy it, man. Enjoy every moment because yeah. it just flies by, and uh, that's amazing what you're doing with your child and. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm not afraid um, to go ahead and say that, you know, as, as a believer myself, uh, I, I can see, you know, where you um, really hold your faith and you really depend on your faith in God uh, to, totally. to just guide your steps. I, I, I read your stuff and, and I know that you allow God to guide your steps and, and you do it with such confidence um that that it's it just your light the light that you have just shines so bright that i could feel it here in new mexico while we're doing this over the phone you know um and Thank that you. that's that's definitely what i need in my life right now is other people's uh, light to shine through as well um what do you what do you guys sure. have planned uh for this uh easter holiday weekend you guys are uh, gonna take her your daughter out to some uh 
some kind of picnics or anything i'm sure you guys are gonna that's do a, church and all that stuff right yeah that's a great question i actually just put my kid on a plane to el paso so she's heading that way now oh, wow. um, my family yeah like i said my family lives there so everybody's coming into town my sister-in-law has um her parents live in Juarez. So they're having uh, like an Easter celebration after church and water. So they're going to all go down there and have a good time. And yeah, I unfortunately did not get time off, so I couldn't join, but she's going to be over there with them. Holy cow. So she gets to go, to, <laughs> yeah. she gets to come over here to El Paso to the 915 <laughs> and she also gets to enjoy waters too. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Oh. We got to keep her close to her El Paso roots for sure. I so, am. Yeah, I'm a, a little, lot of time there. I'm a little jealous of her right now. I'm not going to lie because it sounds like such a freaking fun time. Right? Yeah. <laughs> There's no way she's missing this. She has to come. Wow. Yeah, so that's, what, that's what she's up to. Eight years old, huh? Mm-hmm. Wow, mm-hmm. that's so amazing. Well, I'm sure she'll have a great time. I'm sure she's going to head back uh, to Houston and tell you about all the, the wonderful Mexican food that she's going to be able to eat. Yes. <laughs> and all the exactly. other good things that she gets to uh, gets to do as well. Um, Kim, yeah. but before I let you go, um, do you have any information that the listeners, uh, that you can tell the listeners where to follow your stuff? I mean, I've shared the, about your website, but uh, any other yeah. things that you would want the listeners to know of where they can follow you or if even if you want them to follow you? But I've already given your website, heyfriendspod.com. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's great, Eddie. The the website, you can go there and there's all the information that you're going to want to need or know if you want to know all of that is all on the website that Eddie shared, heyfriendspod.com. So yeah, that's that's pretty much it. There you go. So that's your main source to to find out more about Miss Kimmel Goo. Uh, former New Mexico State volleyball player uh, back in uh, 05 or around there, all through 07. Yeah. It's time is flying by. And, oh my uh, gosh, it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. So uh, again, I just thank you so much, Kim, for joining me on this episode of the Sports and More podcast, the Where Are You Now uh, edition of New Mexico State Athletics. Uh, any shout outs before I let you go? Any shout outs to maybe any listeners, uh, any former Aggies, any friends, any oh, family, man. anybody at Listen, all? Listen, I, oh, I don't want to like forget any names. So I will just do a very general shout out to the NMSU volleyball team, obviously. Go Aggies, Mike Jordan and the entire coaching staff. I miss you guys dearly. Um, let's see who else, all of our boosters and everybody that traveled with us and hung out with us and cared about you know us so so deeply the entire city of las cruces is amazing so thank you guys for that obviously my family in el paso and then all my teammates former current anybody that's ever worn a volleyball jersey for the mexico Aggies, i claim you all as teammates whether we play together or not so shout out to you girls Shout out to all That's the Aggies. Nice. Yes, thank you so much again. And uh, again, Sports More Podcast with your host, Eddie Morales. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, or you can go ahead and Google search it. I put all the links on Facebook as well as on Twitter. Just go ahead and search for the handle uh, Sports More POD. Kim, once again, thank you very much. And uh, we'll catch you all next time. Bye.